Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to promote evolutionary thought and co-create new solutions. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring intuition, the GPS of tomorrow. The times are definitely changing due to the unprecedented rise of ambient frequency on the planet, technological advancements instigating a flood of information, exploding populations and the blending of variant cultures and traditions. With the free flow of worldwide information and ideas facilitated by the internet, new data is emerging on a moment-by-moment basis. When additional data becomes available, truth, by its very nature, becomes more multidimensional. Expansive truths are now emerging, causing old concepts to fail. In times past, there were tried-and-true strategies available to safely navigate our world. Increasingly, these guidelines no longer apply. In the absence of reliable protocols, how can we find safe passage during these volatile, transformative times? How do we pilot the unknown and therefore the unpredictable? Where can we find a reliable GPS to chart our course? Our guest this hour has been researching these very questions. Bill Bennett is the director of the film PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, a 90-minute movie detailing his search about the voice that saved his life. In a career spanning more than 30 years, Bill's made numerous feature films and documentaries and won many awards both in his country of Australia and internationally. His films have screened at some of the world's most prestigious film festivals and been distributed throughout most of the major Hollywood studios. His website, pgsthemovie.com. Welcome to the States, Bill, and thanks for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thank you, Gola. It's a pleasure. I understand your latest film just premiered at the Raphael Film Center in California, January 10th, I believe. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's a sellout. It's uh, happening tonight. Oh, fantastic. That's right. I thought it was going to be on the on the day that we did the interview, I feel, I feel privileged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, tonight? Well, wait a second, it's the ninth. It's, uh, no, it's the 10th. I beg your pardon. Yeah, tomorrow so night. With all, with all this traveling, I'm, um, I'm losing track of time. <laughs> so, sorry about that. <laughs> that can happen to a guy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your latest film's on intuition. How'd you get interested in the topic? 
Well, as you said in your uh, int introduction, a voice literally did save my life. I was, in fact, do you want to hear the full story? Sure. Yeah. Um, I was working on a movie in New Orleans in 1999, and I had to... I had to drive to the airport early one morning. In fact, it was before dawn. It was dark. I was running late for my flight, and as I approached an intersection, I had a green light up ahead. As I approached an intersection, I heard a voice, and the voice said, slow down, which was weird because nothing like this had ever happened to me before. I was anxious to get to the airport, and I just dismissed it, and so I went to accelerate to get through on the green. I didn't want to be held up on a red light. And... The voice was more emphatic this time. It said, slow down. So I slowed down. And as I entered the intersection, out of nowhere, on a cross street, a huge truck ran a red light and hurtled right the way through. It just missed me. And had I not heard that voice, and more importantly, had I not listened and acted on what that voice told me, I would have been killed. The, the truck would have smashed right into me. Oh, wow. Now, and, was, the, was the voice like it was in the car with you, or was it more in your head? I've, I've tried to really figure out how best to describe it and, you know, since then. And the best way that I can describe it is, you know, the sound that you get when you, when you listen to music, say, and you, you're wearing, like, earbuds, mm -hmm. you know, headphones that go into your ears, mm -hmm. where the sound is both inside you and outside you. Okay, yeah. Um, that's, that's really the best, best way that I can describe it. Well, that was definitely an attention getter for sure, huh? Well, it got my attention. But what, but what happened afterwards was I, I, I was really shake, shaken up. I, I pulled over to the side of the road. I, my body was just suddenly running with adrenaline. I was trembling and so forth. But, but, you know, I started to wonder what was that voice? Where did it come from and why did it save my life? And those three questions, in fact, would propel me then for, then for 18 years, from that point then to now, really, to try and find out what that voice was and what happened and why it happened. And that's finally got me to make the film. Wow. You, you, this latest film on intuition, how do you get, in, uh, excuse me, how does the intuition, your personal guidance system, differ from your previous films? Well, it's vastly different. Um, Largely, um, very quickly, I came up through... I, I in fact, started off <laughs> studying medicine. Um, I was going to be a doctor, but I switched across to journalism, and I've made... An, uh, early in my career, I made a number of documentaries, and then I went into making movies, feature films. Um, and I've not made a documentary for something like 25 years, so to make a documentary was um, quite, quite a change. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, too, is that um, probably... It differs from my previous films in, in that it is intensely personal. Um, it does follow my exploration around the world over a three-year period, talking to some of the world's foremost experts on intuition. But it also documents my journey and my transformation in the making of the film. Because I started off a sceptic. I started off... Um, well, let me think. A sceptic, a mild sceptic, I guess, because I trained as a journalist. I'd, I'd come from a scientific background. I had a healthy, and I, in the film I say a wry scepticism <laughs> um, to, the, to the subject, but I was prepared to keep an open mind. That's, that's the really important thing. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to approach the subject in a hostile or combative way or anything like that. Um, I mean, I, I really genuinely wanted to find out what that voice was and, and how it worked. And, and why my life was saved. And, um, but in the course of the making of the film um, and coming to getting to speak to some of the people that I did, some of the extraordinary people that I did, um, and getting to know some of them as friends as well, um, the film worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> it worked, you did it. It worked on me. Bill, was this, was this your first experience of intuition? And if not, when was your first? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question, Gwilda, because um, now knowing what I know, I look back on my life and I see where my intuition has tried to inform my decisions. Um, but at the time, I didn't realize that was what was happening. And I think that's the case with a lot of people as well. Intuition acts on them, um, you know, a lot. 
happening, and particularly key moments in their life, but they don't realize it, and I didn't realize it. Um, and when I look back on it now, the times when I've really messed up <laughs> and made <laughs> mistakes are the times when I did, didn't listen to my intuition, and the times that worked out are the times when I did. And I, I now can look back on my life and I, I can plot those incidents, those times, very clearly. But like I say, at the time, I had no idea that it was my intuition really talking to me. Just more like hunches. So um, mm. this one came to you as, as a voice, inside and outside. How has your past intuitive uh, information come to you? Um, through a sense of knowing. Um, mm -hmm. I believe it's called clairsentience. Mm -hmm. um, through a sense of just knowing. But... Um, you know, look, I mean, one of one of the things that, one of the incidents that really kind of, when I think back on it now, are you, are you up for a story? You <laughs> bet. Story. We've, we've got about a minute left. If you can do it in that amount of time, absolutely. All right. I can't really do it in that amount of time, but I'll give you a shorthand. Okay. I was, I was studying medicine, and it wasn't for me. And something happened where... I looked at my textbook and I had to go and sit for an exam. I looked at my textbook in the back of the car and I knew, just looking at that textbook, I knew that medicine wasn't for me. I didn't sit for that exam and so I failed the year. And that forced me then, propelled me then to look at what I really want to do in life and that was to write. And that now, when I look back on it, that was a key pivotal moment in, in, in my life where I was changed direction through the sense of knowing, through intuition. Wow. So how did just looking at the textbook do that? Um, I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that I can really explain. And, and, and you know, well, look, it took a lot of courage for me not to sit for that exam. Um, because I knew, I knew, actually, that I could have passed that exam. It's not like I, I hadn't studied for it. I'd really studied for it. I knew I could pass. Right. So what I was doing was I was making a decision at that point that this wasn't a life, for you me. know, a life well, direction gonna, for me. Yeah. So we're going to have to pick up on to intuition on the other side of a commercial break. Yeah. Bill and I will return shortly, so don't go away. Remember, our current episodes are internationally broadcast and aired daily through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Past thought-provoking episodes are always available free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of The Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. 
Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the Exxon, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, Exxon Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our special guest this hour is filmmaker Bill Bennett. We're discussing his latest film, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. His website, pgsthemovie.com. You know, Bill, in, in the story of your of your um, the voice that stopped you from, you know, well, slowed you down so you didn't get hit by the truck, you know, many people would just bone that incident off. And yet... It must have really impacted you to send you on such a journey of research. What about the experience prompted such an in-depth study? Because you said that you know you've had intuition before. I've had intuition before, but not not uh, in such a declarative way as this, uh, as a voice and as an emphatic voice, and in a direct um, a direct correlation really between life and death. I mean, it was a life and death voice, and when I think back on it, if I hadn't, if I hadn't acted on the advice that that voice was giving me, I would have been killed. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that really was, and well, <laughs> by nature I'm, I'm a, a curious person, um, and by profession, one of the ways that I um, satiate my curiosity is by making a film. But the thing is that I tried, I tried to make this film the way that I've made other films in the past. The way that I've made other films in the past is through absolute sheer force of will mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what you have to do as an independent filmmaker. Um, you know, it's a tough business. Um, and I tried to make this film in a, if you like, a, a type A alpha personality kind of way um, and it just wasn't working. It, yeah, the film just was not coming together. And all of the contacts and the people and distributors and the financiers and so forth that I had dealt with on my previous films didn't want to know about this one. They didn't want to come in. And some of them said, look, this will be quite a fascinating film, Bill, I'm sure, and I'm sure you're going to do a good job on it. But we don't have any paradigms for a film like this. We, you know, The thing about independent film financing and distribution is that it works off um, precedent. And they said, look, the only precedent for this film is the secret. And you can't use the secret as a precedent because it was such an outstanding success, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which by implication means this won't be. But, but uh, or at least they didn't think. Um, interestingly, if, if I can just add this, and that is that um, some people, some influential people now who have seen the film, say that this they think this could be the next big film after the secret, which um, would be enormously pleasing if that were to happen. Yeah. But and and look, just on that. Um, I mean, we can talk later about shifting consciousness because consciousness is shifting. And I think The Secret helped shift the consciousness. Um, And if this film does get a toehold, you know, in public awareness, then it will be in part because of the success of The Secret. Because The Secret Mm. allowed people, I think, um, to believe in aspects of spirituality that they hadn't necessarily believed in before. Right, that one, and um, also what the bleep do we know was pretty hallmark in that regard. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I think yeah. the two, I think the two of them have really been, you know, culturally and spiritually very important films. So you know, you said a couple of important things, and one of them was how different making this film was. And what I found, I'm I'm a teacher of the shamanic arts, so of course what I do is definitely in the esoteric realm. And I find they say, oh, make a storyboard, do this, do that. I can't pre-plan my classes, but when I turn them over, 
they, you know, to spirit, if you will, um, to the powers that be, they magically are much better than anything I as a human being could have come up with. Is that what you were experiencing with the film? That it kind of made itself? Oh, well, you got no idea. You're so true. You're so right with that. You know, I look at the film now. I've been doing some screenings in Australia with Q&As afterwards, and I sit through the film and I look at it and I think, I take no ownership for this film. Exactly. Who I, did that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I look at it now in a sense of awe and wonder, and I marvel at the powers that have brought the film into, into being because, you know, I, I guided the film. Um, you know, I, I said to my editor at one point towards the end of the film, I'm like the tiller man, you know, just gently nudging the tiller, taking this uh, vessel downstream and trying to keep it off all the rocks and shoals. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, my, that's my job is just to protect the cargo so that it's delivered at the end. Right. Um, yeah, know, so is, in, in isn't that our job? Form. Isn't that our job is to be the stewards so that you can make that translation point between esoteric and the common world. And that's that's the steering, isn't it? Well, it is a steering. Uh, and where, oh, crikey, where we, where we come unstuck? What's that phone going doing? Gwilda, hold on. Let me just take this phone off the hook. Wait on. Sorry about that. I was told I told the um, motel not to disturb me. Well, that's what you get, right? Yeah, <laughs> you get this, disturbed. Is, this is live. <laughs> this is live. So, so, so apparently yeah. your research sets you on a pretty interesting journey of discovery. Uh, would you share a few of your experiences for us, Bill? Yeah, well, look, I think probably the most important thing is this, and that is that um, I was forced, and the film forced me to make, to make the film intuitively. I realized that my... That my previous attempts at trying to make the film in the way that I'd made other films with, if you like, force of will, will, ego, personality, those kind of things, it wasn't working. And just like you described before, Gould, what I had to do was I had to surrender, I had to let go, and I had to trust that the film would guide me to the right people. I didn't ever have a list of the who's who of intuition and the people that I, I should attract and things like that. I... Um, People want to talk to me. <laughs> Were you just popular? <laughs> um, I've got an iPhone, and it was one thing which I didn't turn off. I turned off everything else. Um, <laughs> so I was led to these people. I, I I didn't even know who Carolyn Mace was before I started the film. I didn't know who James Van Prague was. I didn't know who these people were, but I was led to them one by one. And... You know, that was the most extraordinary thing for me. And the more it happened, the more I let go, the more I, I took my, my will force out of the equation and the more things opened up, up to me. And, you know, that's why I say, I, you know, I take no ownership for the film. It, um, and and that's, that's largely changed my life. I mean, there have been a number of things that have changed my life in the making of the film. But this, um, this act of surrender of letting go, of trusting that you will be guided, um, worked. I, I saw it work, and the more I saw it worked, the more I let go, the more I surrendered. Isn't that wonderful? And have you found that you can live your life like that now? I do live my life like that, yeah. Um, every, single, every single aspect of my being, of, of, you know, from the moment that I, I wake up to the moment that I go to sleep, and in fact probably in my dreams as well, um, I now live intuitively. I trust. I, I, I trust. Um, and what, what that, how that has manifested in, in personality changes, if you like, is that I'm no longer impatient. Um, I'm much more compassionate and understanding of other, of other people's. I... I um, you know, the uh, crikey, I mean, look, we start to get into talks about the divine and so forth, we, you know. I started out this film, I started out this film, as I say, with a secular, sceptical frame of mind, not wanting to use what I called the G word. I wanted to see if I could make the film without using the word God, because using the word God made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and I got into the film, Gulda, and I realized you cannot make a film about what I call mystical intuition without 
without in some way uh, acknowledging that there are there are greater powers there is higher knowledge whatever you want to call it you can call it god you can call it the universe you can call it the cosmos you know um, call it mystical intuition comes from a source um, and that source is divine and isn't that a relief <laughs> when we come from the mindset of we have to control it all to, oh, there's something else in charge? It's a huge relief. And coming back to your original question, um, how it's changed me is that I feel an enormous sense of, of lightness. I feel light. You know, I wake up each day and I don't have the worries that I had before. Because if you believe that you are guided, then what is there to worry about? <laughs> and one of the one of the important things that is said in the film by Carolyn Mace is she says, at one point in the film, she says, How do you know what is a bad thing? How do you know how do you know something is a bad thing? And I've thought about this a lot, and I've thought about all of the bad things that have happened to me. You know, a lot of which I've bought on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and but I could not be here right now talking to you about this film that I've made had those things not happened. Absolutely, yeah. They have brought mm -hmm. me to this place right now and to the person that I am right now. And so when I look back on those, you know, I used to curse and feel regret and, and all, all of those sort of things, I now am thankful that those things happened because they, they have been instrumental in bringing me to this point in my life right now, where I feel enormously, uh, feel enormous sense of um, lightness, of freedom, um, lack of fear, mm. really, fear when it comes is, down to it. Yeah. Fear is a big one, and I would like it's to huge. pick up on fear and how uh, intuitive guidance can relieve that on the other side of a break, and, but it is time for a pause. <laughs> Bill and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so you stay right there. And don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website. Your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. If you enjoy all the wonderful topics on our program, visit my blog where the adventure continues at our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I am your host, Golda Wiecka, and we're speaking to filmmaker Bill Bennett, the director of PGS Intuition, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. His website, PGS themovie.com. Bill, we were about to talk about fear. And you know, it seems to me like until you can really yield to a higher source, our lives are driven by fear. Would you speak to that? Oh, they really are. And um, interestingly, uh, one of the questions that I've asked a lot of people in the film is, is this question, is fear the greatest inhibitor to intuition? And the answer always comes back, yes, absolutely. Um, we um, we feel as though we need fear to survive. Um, and a lot of people actively promote fear in their lives. But, of course, we don't. It limits us, it contracts us, it makes us small. Um, whereas intuition, free of fear, is expansive. It's... Um, it allows you to step into the unknown, but most people are terrified of the unknown, and that's why that's why I think there's so much unhappiness in the world because because fear controls their lives. Look, I'm not sure what it's like in America, but in, in Australia, in in urban Australia, in big cities like Melbourne, Sydney, and so forth, you look around on the roads and everybody is driving these huge SUVs and four-wheel mm-hmm. drives. Now, they don't need that to go off-roading and, you know, go into the outback and stuff like that. They have these cars because they're terrified. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they are buttresses, they're fortresses, they're, you know, and when you ask them why do you have, why do you have this big, lumbering, huge vehicle that chews up petrol and, and so forth that, you know, that ecologically is just a monster, Invariably, it comes down to a couple of things. Oh, I've got children. I feel more protected, or you know, I've got um, I'm, I'm higher up, so I can see if an accident's going to happen beforehand, and so forth. All of those responses are based on fear, mm-hmm. and you know, and and you can take that. I mean, I, I firmly believe that a lot of insurance is based on fear as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. exploiting our fear. Yeah, truly. You know. So, Bill, in the process of making the film, you interviewed professionals and experts spanning fields from science, religion, and spirituality. Why do you suppose you ended up with such a broadband approach? Well, look, I, it was one of the things that I wanted to do right from the outset. I wanted to look at it from, from those three viewpoints, science, religion, and spirituality, because I felt that that would give me an overview. I didn't want to make um, a film that just concentrated, say, on the spirituality. I I didn't want to concentrate just on the religious aspect as well. Equally, science has a very important part to play in this. And one of the reasons I did that was because I didn't want the film to... um, if you like, uh, alienate anybody. You know, for the people mm-hmm. who are very science-based, I didn't want to make a film that was only spiritually based because then, 
you know, it wouldn't allow them access to the information in the film. Right. But also just from a personal personal uh, curiosity, I wanted to see if there was commonality between those three viewpoints. And I found out that there was. Um, they just used their own particular language really to describe the same thing. Um, and that's what I found most interesting. I did 76 interviews over a three-year period, traveling all over the world, speaking to Indian sadhus and, and saints. I went. I even interviewed the Prince of Bhutan. <laughs> um, I interviewed um, psychiatrists, psychologists, neuroscientists. Um, I went to the Vatican and interviewed theologians and philosophers and so forth. But when it came down to it, when it was all passed back, it, 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 they all basically were saying the same thing. You know, isn't that the sign of the times, is where we've chased ourselves around in circles so long, now that everything is becoming more expansive and more multidimensional, we're really meeting in the middle. We are saying the same thing with different words and fighting over it. Well, that's quite true, and there's no need to fight, because, you know, because, <laughs> because we're all singing, if I can say this, from the same hymn sheet. <laughs> um, and... It's just that some people get very, very protective about um, about their own particular domain. You know, people are, want to sit within the realm of science and they absolutely fundamentally reject anything that has a religious or spiritual overtone to it. Um, similarly, the spiritualists, um, some of them, a lot of them are very expansive in the thought, of course, but, um, um, you know, believe that, that science is constantly playing catch-up to what, the mystics and the ancient sages have been saying for millennia, and that, I actually believe in that. You know, when you when you really start to do the research as I have, you realise that that what we believe is modern now, in fact, isn't modern at all. You know, you go back thousands of years, and what we believe now is what was believed before as well. Exactly. There's nothing new under the sun. So from from your research and everything else, what can you tell an individual when they're, you know, okay, we have so much input of a day. How can we start to find and listen to our intuition? Well, what the film does is the first part of the film looks at what intuition is. The second part of the film looks at how we can tap into our intuitive powers. The first thing that somebody needs to do is understand that Intuition is, I believe, a legitimate system in our body, as legitimate as our circulatory system, our central nervous system, our immune system, and so forth. It's just that our intuition do, uh, works within the energetic realm, and how it works is that it connects with the, the um, you know, the energetic realm connects with the physiology of the body. So when we say we have a gut feeling about something, we do actually feel it in our gut, but that's the energy coming in through the chakras and connecting with those areas in the gut that that manifest in what, what's called a gut feeling. But to answer your question, number one, you've got to be willing and, and you've got to acknowledge that intuition exists. Number two is you've got to stop because in the busyness of life, the way it is at the moment, if we're bouncing off social media and our cell phones and you know everything that is occupying our, our minds from moment to moment, we don't give intuition a chance to actually you know, knock on our consciousness and say, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm over here, guys, you know, <laughs> you really should pay some attention to me and get off Facebook. Um, well, you know, you, you said something that was very interesting. Um, uh, you, you mentioned how the chakras uh, then interact with the gut. What are the chakras and where are they getting their information? Well, I believe, I believe that intuition is a system and like a GPS in a car, and I've um, I'm, I'm actually writing a book at the moment of the film and I'm, I'm having to kind of figure this out myself or, you know, from all the reading and research that I've done. But essentially what you have is you have source. Um, now, source is creative source, God, um, the universe, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you have messengers and those messengers can be angels, they can be uh, a guardian angel, can be your higher self, and can be... Um, you know, in in um, scientific terms, it can be uh, the unified field, entanglement, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that then connects with your energetic realm, which then comes in through. Um, well, I believe that uh, 
intuition largely comes in through the third eye portal, through the pineal and so forth, into your system, which then interacts then with, with the biology and physiology of the human being. So it sounds like you're talking like the transducer. It takes it from one voltage to another. Exactly. And one of the things that I asked, because I, I was sort of, in the making of the film, I was kind of fascinated by the, by the concept of, can, can I look at intuition like a GPS in a car, where you've got satellites up above, you know, that tell you where you are, and then you've got those signals that move between the satellite and the device in the car, you know, what you punch in. Um, you know, whether it's a TomTom or a Garmin or a Navman or just your cell phone or whatever, that device. And I, I was always very curious as to, all right, if, let, let's say that analogy, you follow that through with intuition, well, you know, the satellites in the sky can be source. Um, you know, those signals that pass backwards and forwards, uh, electromagnetic signals, uh, can be the messengers, what I call the sacred messengers, sacred messengers. But what's the device? You know, what is, the, is there an intuitive equivalent of the device in the, in the GPS in the car? And one of the things that I've been told is that it is that connection between the third eye and the pineal gland that basically acts as a sender and receiver of messages. Yeah. Okay, so, but in, in the case of, you know, the analogy tends to break down in that in the case of the satellites, there's something physical, and uh, we mm -hmm. aren't looking at anything physical. What are we looking at? Are we looking at light? Are we looking at sound? What are we looking at? What's, what's, what's send, what sends it? <laughs> Source, God. Interesting. That word you didn't want to say, right? Exactly, and I can now say it. <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that's, that's a huge thing for me, Gould. I mean, literally, because I, I I could not say that word, not comfortably, three or four years ago. I couldn't I couldn't say it. Now I'm quite comfortable saying it. What made the change? Making the film. <laughs> Make, uh, in all seriousness, making the film. And, you know, the funny thing is that it wasn't so much making the film and going out and shooting the interviews. That, that, was, that was part of the change. But really what the big change was, was sitting in an editing room for two years, going backwards and forwards over these interviews with these extraordinary people, um, and really taking in what they're saying. And, and then, you know, continuing my reading, continuing my research and, and, and trying to join the dots in... Well, we're going to need to pick up on the dots on another side of a quick break. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, before, but before we pause, let me remind you to check out the amazing upcoming galactic shamanism classes for both children and adults on findyourpathhome.com. Bill and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. After all, we are your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting things we offer at thescienceofmagic.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic with Wilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. 
Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at info at magic.net and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is filmmaker Bill Bennett, the director of PGS. Intuition is your personal guidance system. His website, pgsthemovie.com. Um, Bill, um, in your movie, you interviewed Dean Radin, and he was among the ones you interviewed. And I have, I've had the privilege of having him on The Science of Magic. I believe it was in April of 2017. Um, but he's quite the progressive scientist. What insight did he offer on intuition from a scientific perspective? Well, Dean was fascinating. Um, and I found him so, yes. <laughs> and Dean is one of the people that I've become friends with. Um, Dean said something really interesting. One of the first questions I asked every, everybody I interviewed was, um, where did that voice come from? And Dean said something to me. He told me, I asked him from a scientific point of view, if he could explain to me what that voice was and where it came from. And he, his explanation left me absolutely gobsmacked. What he said was this. He said that research has shown that the, that the brain... Um, and, and neurons are a quantum they are a quantum environment and being a quantum environment there is no time and space and he mm, said mm-hmm. that that um, that he believes that one neuron one brain cell can travel out into the unified field where there is limitless possibilities where time and space don't exist and it can sample possible futures and it can sample a possible future where a truck goes through a red light and 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 kills me or doesn't kill me. Wow! It can take it can take that that one neuron can take that information, bring it back into the brain. Now, if that neuron comes from what he said, uh, a place of fight or flight, for instance, mm-hmm. it can then his term was excite the neurons around it, excite its neighbours, and then that excitement, the neurons then. Um, excite other other neurons in their vicinity and so forth until it becomes um, so big that it becomes a level of awareness in your brain and that then manifests in a voice which says, hey, be careful. Now, so that's I our thought, way of translating the uh, excitement is through the voice in that particular case. Exactly. It's a translation. Um, exactly, yeah. So when he said that, um, I mean, I th- it just absolutely staggered me, the possibility that even one brain cell within a quantum environment can, can leave your body and go out and sample possible futures and bring it back and then give you the option of being able to say yes or no, um, you know, to, to the outcome of that possibility. I mean, that is just mind-boggling just to even contemplate. 
It is. And if you think about that one brain cell going out to somebody else's brain cell, then we really go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's right. Get out of here. <laughs> this is my possibility. Leave it alone. <laughs> so do you see intuition as becoming increasingly important in the times to come? And if so, why? Oh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely vital. I really believe, and we talked about fear before, Gwilder, and 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 the fact that um, you know we're living at the moment, I think, in an environment where fear really is pervasive, and because of that, what happens is that we revert to ego, um, that leads to um, all sorts of things like hostility and uh, competitiveness and 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 you know, contraction, as I said before. If we were to adopt a more intuitive approach to life, all of those fears would drop away, just as they have with me personally, because you don't need it. You actually don't need it. Um, you don't need fear. You, you start to realize that fear, in fact, is very limiting. Um, and if you do get to a point where you can surrender and trust your intuition, then suddenly all sorts of things begin to open up to you. I find now that I am living, if you like, an intuitive life, I am more productive. Um, I'm certainly happier. My wife says that I'm a better driver, <laughs> 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 which you can, you know, take from that what you will. Um, <laughs> um, but you see, the thing about intuition is, the thing about intuition is this. Intuition um, works in the future. You see, what happens is this. You've got in intuition, you've got intellect. Most of us use our intellect. Intellect is based on past knowledge. It's based on history. It's based on what we've known. And because of that, intellect keeps us limited to the past. It, limit it keeps us limited to what's known. Intuition is not, is not tied to that. It's, it, 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 it's limitless. It's um, this is where this is why all of the great breakthroughs in science and so forth have come through intuition, because they take us out of what's known into the unknown, and where fear kicks in is that we don't want we don't want to go into the unknown. It terrifies us, and the other thing too, Gwilder, I firmly believe, is that when it really comes down to it, we don't want to change. You know, it takes courage to change. It takes. You know, it, it 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 requires us to let go of fear to change, and intu we, intuition requires us to change. Aren't we, by the very nature of what's going on on the planet right now, moving into unprecedented times? We are moving into unprecedented times, and I believe that that's the reason why intuition is so important. Because we need to have, we need to trust our guidance to take us to take us through those times. If we, par if, we, if we base our decisions on past experience, we're only going to replicate the past, which has been, you know, at times pretty ugly. We, <laughs> yeah. we, need, we need intuition to take us into new realms. Aren't we going there anyway? I believe, and one of the things that I asked a lot of these people that I spoke to is what's the bigger picture? What's happening at the moment? Because if I'm starting to ask questions about intuition, I'm just an ordinary person. You know, I'm not, I'm not a channeler, I'm not a psychic, anything like that. I'm just an ordinary bloke that nearly got hit by a truck and asked why. You know, so if I'm starting to ask why and if I'm starting to go through change in, in discovering what I'm discovering, then that's got to be happening to other people as well. And I'm looking around and I'm, I'm discovering that it is happening too. Um, I believe that, that we are moving towards a higher state of consciousness. And I believe that intuition will take us there. It's about the only guidance system we have, isn't it? I believe it's the most important guidance system we have. And it is the only guidance system we have because it is infallible. Everything else is based on interpretation, but also isn't the intuition based on interpretation? And how can we make sure we're you know, getting the right interpretation of the information coming in? I asked that question to a, um, a high-level Hindu Swami on the banks of the Ganges. And what he, what he told me was this. He said, with intuition, it comes clearly, it comes swiftly, and there's no doubt. One of the things that I learned in the making of the film is something that I've now dubbed first thought, best thought. 
your first thought is your intuitive thought and but it's the crazy thought you know it's the left field thought it, it's the thought that when you put your logic or intellect to it it's like oh no i can't go there because that's that'll you know i'll, I'll lose money or i won't get uh, you know, I won't get that relationship or something like that. It's such a good point, though, because it's like the the most intuitive thoughts I've ever had are the ones I'm going, that can't be right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so what happens is we reject them and we go for the second thought, which is the thought based on um, intellect and ego. And that keeps us safe, but it also keeps us in the place we've always been. And our first thought, our intuitive thought, which is our true thought, which is connected to our true self and who we really are, that thought can take us then into, you know, wild, uncharted lands that could be absolutely extraordinary. And yes, they're scary, and, and yes, it's terrifying, but we have to go there if we are going to grow as people and as a human species. Tell me what you think about the relationship between intuition and reality. I mean, you know, we've defined reality. How is intuition going to change that? I think intuition is reality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I guess I should say our perceived reality. You know, we have this perceived reality we all agree upon. And intuition doesn't fit in there very well. Um, I'm, I actually don't see why not. Because, look, what I've come to believe is this, is that we incarnate on this, on this earthly plane with a blueprint, with a purpose. And that's worked out between our lives and what our intuitive guidance system is what it, what its purpose is is to keep us on track is to keep us on the path that we're meant to follow through life and that path is to lead us to the full expression of who we are now that's, that's reality yeah. yeah that's reality yeah. and that's what i believe intuition's purpose truly is is to keep us true to the blueprint that we that we incarnated with, that as Carolyn May says, it's um, organic divinity. It's, it's divinity in our DNA. That's how she best describes it. Well, you know, it's, it's beautifully stated and probably a good place to end because time flies and we're out of it. <laughs> okay. thank Phil, you. thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Our guest this hour has been filmmaker Bill Bennett. His latest film, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. Bill's website is pgsthemovie.com. Do remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at thescienceofmagic.net. This has been The Science of Magic with yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you engage your intuitive GPS. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? 
we can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.